you know? <laughs> yes. So, this is great. Well, this is Dawn Love from Two Women Everywhere. I'm so excited. So we have been trying to get on for almost like an hour. It's a technologically <laughs> challenging, but I, I'm, I mean, we're starting the podcast with this, that topic on my heart and I have been facing spiritual warfare all week and just even getting on this podcast. So I know God has something that he wants people to hear. And like I told you, Joy, it's, I know it's going to uh, even be good for our own marriages. Um, so today I have a dear friend with me, Joy Imperial. Uh, so I'm so excited you're here. Happy to be here. <laughs> I know. Okay, so Joy, if you can introduce yourself, you're a wife and a ma, a mother of how many kiddos? I have eleven children. I love it. Yeah, we're telling her. So Natalie, the oldest, is how old? She's twenty three, okay. and she just had my first grandson. Oh, I love it. What's his name? James. Oh, Don't start so asking too many questions. <laughs> I'm going to go and then the babies their ages i oh tell me about it i'm it's awful i can't i yeah i it takes me a while people think i I, when they ask for uh dates i'm like they must think i'm like the worst mom i'm like when's their birthday what year were you (laughs) no i get it i get it and you more than i do and then the babies are how old now uh, God surprised us and gave us twins, baby girl twins. Uh, They're 14 months old. And so my oldest is 23. Um, and I have we have these twin babies that keep us on our toes, but we're so grateful for. Yeah, I love I love it. No, I get it's awesome. Yeah, isn't that great? Like a surprise late in life. It's it is it keeps us it'll keep us young, right? Yes. Oh, I love it. So uh, the Lord put on my heart um, a topic that is, I think, very important uh, to uh, to every woman who's out there who's married. It's how to respond to our husbands biblically when things are hard and all the time, actually. Um, Joy has been someone I've known for a long time, and I'm so thankful that our lives had crossed. And her, as far as I'm concerned, like, her life has always been a ministry. Like you have always been an encouragement to me just since I've known you and how you handle things and the way you reach out to people. I, I love it. So, I mean, I remember you telling, I remember coming over your house with, we had just kids running all over the place and you, you just be singing and the kid and just joy. Your name is joy. You live up to your name. I love it. And, um, and I remember you sharing that one time I came over and you said, you know, we just felt led to go stand outside Walmart and just pray oh, for yes. and pray well, for that's people. because Danielle had a dream that we were going to do it. So we said, okay, let's do it. So we just, yeah, we, we, we prayed for people or sang or preached as that was, that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. But that's just living it, you know, and that yeah. is so encouraging. And, you know, a lot of times people don't think marriage is a ministry. And I think that if, that if you can think of it like that, it really m- might dictate, it may help uh, have better responses if we're thinking that we're ministering to our husband opposed to um, surviving life with him, right? That's and- true, yes. <laughs> and so it's so easy to think about every everyone else, your children, you know, reaching out to other people. And it's, you know, it's, it can be, it can be, easy at times to forget your husband is your number one ministry. Uh, Right. And, and unfortunately people see 
we, we let our guard down at home. You know, we, we'll put on our, you know, our, our proverbial lipstick and fix our hair right before we go out. But at home, we just, we can let it all hang out. We can grumpy moods or, you know, whatever. But I wanted to, uh, before we get too much deeper, I just wanted to just share that why we're here too is in Titus, it's biblical. In Titus, uh, I think it's two like verse four and through six, it talks about the older women are supposed to teach the younger women. So Joy and I have been doing this for, we've been married for a little while. How, how long have you and Vinny been married now? 25 years. Okay. So see, you've got credentials here, right? And you've been walking That's with right. the Lord. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I got lots of credentials of, of, of weakness, of imperfection and boasting in the grace of God. Oh, amen. Because because I would, um, if I had it all together, I would be the first one to be self-righteous, be on this phone call saying, well, this is how you be a great wife. This is how you be a great mom. Um, but God allows the brokenness, the yes. weaknesses, the chaos and the craziness. We, my husband's yes. Italian. We're from New York. <laughs> He's loud and does everything opposite the way I would. I would care what people think. And the point is, God's used my husband and our, um, you know, not doing things perfectly, to so that I can understand. Okay, I can't do this walk without the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I love to import, I love to encourage moms for, who feel like a loser mom or a loser wife or like weak or mad or annoyed that you're, or should I say, oh, I have a, a husband that's driving me nuts because um, it's, it's, uh, this is our forte. This is God allows the weakness so he can get all the glory. Anyway. <laughs> Amen. That's awesome. Well, so what, how do, what do you say to a woman who is just, just striving? She wants to, to please the Lord. And then she gets challenged with a tough situation. She blows it. And now she feels like, you know, I, I'm back to square one. And, you know, of course you realize you, you're going to ask for forgiveness. Um, but where she ends up feeling like a failure. So what, what, okay. you know, what, do you, what do you tell her? How does she get past that feeling of I'm never going to get this right? <laughs> it goes okay it goes this goes to the root of our salvation and why we're christians to begin with how we're christians is by the grace of god and we're righteous by the blood of jesus Amen. and it goes that that it's like yeah obviously that's so elementary but when that goes to the cellular level and like I, I was sharing with you the other day, Dawn, how I would just beat myself up uh, subconsciously in my mind when I go to bed and uh, just think how I could be better and uh, what I, how I could be more godly, whatever it is, right? Right. And, um, and then the Holy Spirit spoke to me one night and said, any voice that accuses you, even if it's true, like a fact, but it's not the kingdom reality, then it's from the pit of hell and it's the devil. And God is always speaking up to us, always speaking life to us. Even if it's corrective, it's like hope, love, and joy. So to answer your question specifically, after the Holy Spirit started teaching me to be violent with my natural thinking, violent meaning like, oh no, I'm not going to coexist. 
obsessed with feeling slimed, even if I, even if I did blow it. So like one night I was, as the Holy Spirit was teaching me this, I'm in my bed thinking about nothing. I get up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom. And from the time I go from the bed to the bathroom, something I did wrong that day, some thought made me feel like my heart to the ground, just like Oh yeah, I blew it. Yeah, I sinned. Yeah, I did wrong. And at, at that moment, that's when the Holy Spirit started teaching me. He's like, Joy, what does the word say? Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I agreed with the word. I said, "Where I said, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen. And I started and, and I said, but the gift of righteousness, mm-hmm. but I'm clean by the blood of Jesus. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. And what would have made me go to bed feeling, I wouldn't even have thought twice about feeling bad about myself. We just can go living life feeling like that. But at that moment, I I couldn't sleep. I stayed up all night. I was soaring in the Lord just from his encouragement and him teaching me, oh, I don't, I'm not going to spend a second in regret. I'm thinking uh, the way he thinks about me. Amen. Amen. Oh, and that because you were meditating on his word and his word is alive and it's powerful and it's, it's sharper than any two ever sword. It's, it has a lot, it has life. Yeah. So because you are focusing on his word, not just good, happy thoughts or something, somebody That's said right. encouraging it. It was the word of God. And the, that scripture was cleansing you and, and, and bringing life to where death wanted to attack yes. you know yes and like you said focus on him because when i focus on me and my yes. shortcomings it's a it's just a it it never ends it's right and i this past week i had some stuff it challenged me especially before this in this very uh, arena here that we're talking about and i did remember that scripture that you had brought up when we were talking last week that that satan is the accuser of the brethren and um it's like who are you going to choose to listen to Right. God's voice or the enemy, because like one's going to bring life and one is going to take you down the other road. Like that's right. And and the thing is, you can't change. I mean, we all have situations in our life where we can't change what has already happened. And Satan always wants to keep us looking back. And I was thinking about the Israelites because they I mean, if you read through the the uh, what what happened when they were coming out of Egypt, the Israelites were forgetting what God had done and they kept looking back. And every time they did, it said it inflamed God's anger, like over and over that was repeated. And I thought, man, I don't want to inflame his anger. I don't, I don't want to have that. I don't want to look like that. You know, I want to look forward. And when you look back, it's also communicating to God that you're not trusting him. And I'm thinking of that concept, even with our husbands, because uh, we had mentioned briefly before we had gotten on here and we were talking about this, about that word that everybody hates submission, right? Because that is right there when it talks about marriage. Yet when you're talking about submission, you're also talking about, okay, this is the man that's your husband. Are you going to trust God Mm -hmm. that he's going to lead through him? That's right. And that is, uh, yeah. So, so I, just to not, just to go back real quick on what you're talking about. So when we're free, because we're focusing on Jesus and that relationship is first and foremost, right? It's you and God. Um, oh yeah. And then, and yeah. now, and then, then you're coming together with another person. So for women who are not married yet, I want to encourage them to, to seek the Lord and let him 
draw a Christian man to himself. And that's where you're going to meet him. You go to, yeah. you go to the Lord, the man's going to go to the Lord and, and, and that's where you're going to find the right person to marry. So, uh, right. yeah, I, you know, it, the Lord just real quick, the Lord had done that, um, in my heart, I had been divorced and, um, which is, it's not something I would ever it's it's not biblical you know god redeems he restores um but the point is after he had spoken to my heart he said you need to be okay with being single for the rest of your life just me and jesus after i got to that point he showed me this picture in my mind um i probably had seen it before but the triangle where god's at the top and man and woman are on each corner and he said i'm going to draw he goes you draw close to me he goes and i'm going to draw a man to myself that's when you'll find someone. And that's what he wow. did. And, and that's what happened. But you know what? We're, yes, I'm married to, a, I'm, I'm remarried. I have a, a Christian husband, a strong Christian man. And, um, but you know what? We're both still human. <laughs> oh yeah. We're very human. <laughs> <laughs> and I love what you said. You said, you know, it's like we're, we have, Im- we're imperfect people. How do you put it? imperfect lives? Imperfect I, the, our, our, our weakness give, brings glory to the Lord when we can't do it, when we mess up and we are, and he teaches us through the journey to, to just rest and depend on him for, for everything. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's, it's, do you trust, do you trust him? I mean, to touch on, I, before we went any farther, I just wanted a real quick look at Ephesians, not real quick, but in Ephesians um, 5. 32, I've got um, 532. It talks about this whole passage of marriage. And he was talking about husbands and wives, your roles. And he said, but this mystery of the two becoming one is great, but I'm speaking with reference to the relationship of Christ in the church. That revolutionized my thinking about marriage because we are this, this mirror image of Christ in the church, or we're supposed to be. So we're not supposed to just try to have this good marriage so that we're happy while we're here on earth, but we are supposed to be pointing this the to the world. We're supposed to be pointing them to Jesus Christ through our marriage. Right. right. And there's no room for selfishness and strife. Right. In that picture, because right. so we, God sent this idea of marriage so that it's a picture of Christ in the church to a die, dying and lost world. Right. And when I learned that, it was just, it was just mind blowing. It really was. And he said, God loves us so much. He sent his son to die for us. So, you know, are we walking the way Jesus did in our own marriage? I mean, that's really. Which like you said, the key word. I tracks. <laughs> you said the key word, Dawn, dying. Die, right? For, die, for, right. For us to have the resurrection life in our marriage or in our hearts first. I mean, it, it's hard to have a, a vibrant Holy Ghost marriage where you're preferring each other, living in the spirit and not walking in strife when you're not at peace with your own self, when you're, when you're despising your own faults, when you're not happy with you. How can you, you know, how can you uh, bring someone else into it? So definitely drawing from the strength of God and, and his joy and peace is very key to having joy and peace in your marriage. Oh, right. Cause you can't, 
you, yeah, you have to be whole. And we get that from Jesus. And I looked at in Colossians three, what you're talking about, it says, uh, we died to this world and our new real life is hidden with Christ and God. We died. Like, so our old, our flesh is dead. You know, he's now living through us, but it, yeah. when we're constantly thinking about ourselves and that was unfair, or they hurt my feelings or this doesn't feel right. I feel like a doormat. Well, we're, the more we look inward, the farther we're going to get from looking to Jesus because we're, we're looking at our sin nature. Even if we're, even if our idea was, I want to serve the Lord. Here. Oh, I failed. I failed again, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm -hmm. and I do, I am guilty and I've done it, but then you can't, it freezes you. You can't go forward. Right. And so how can then you effectively walk in love towards your husband? If you're stuck in this, this roundabout, I guess. And I am, um, you know, I, I want to, kind of convey and, and honestly I I am wanting to do it practically uh do it better practically as well. You know, how can I uh love my husband well? You know, and how can and I'm learning that it's not so much what I can do, but surrendering and letting the yeah. Lord love him through me. Because I'm not capable on my own. And that's yes. the dying to self part. Yes. But yes. But like we were saying, again, is but we're still human. So that's the part that I that really intrigued me to have this conversation, too, is I think we all kind of get stuck a little bit where when something's hard or you're disagreeing and, you know, you're not seeing eye to eye. How do you respond in a way that's going to honor God? If if you feel like you're right, but they're. Mm -hmm they have this other opinion and you're both Christians. So if you paint that picture, you know, and, and what about the people who aren't right? So, I mean, what encouragement can we give one another to say, you know, what, this is what the Bible I, says. I think it's our perspective for me. It's the perspective that the buck stops with God, like for real. For real, for real, mm -hmm. God is in charge of of whatever problems are going on in my family, whatever problems are going on with my children, whatever my husband, if he decides to do this or to do that, if he's feeling to do this or do that, it's not in my control because my life is in God's control. Like to the details, to the very practical things that we feel like, oh my gosh, if I don't say something, what will happen? I mean, there'd be times that I had to wrestle all night on my bed in, in tears because I didn't want to forgive my husband or because I felt he did. I don't like the way he, he what, I don't like what he just said to my, to, to my daughter or whatever it is. And like, I knew I had to surrender to the Lord and say, God, you have my daughter, you have my husband. And I like, it's like when you know that God is the initiator on my heart and on my husband's heart, you can put all your eggs in one basket and that is Jesus. And my eggs are not in my husband's basket. If that, <laughs> I love that. This is sounding raunchy. Or my eggs no, no. are not in his basket. I know what you mean. No, no. You're but good. I'm saying I, I got a higher, I, I have a higher authority. And like, it's as I submit to my husband, oh, I'm really submitting to God and he will yes. not fail me. I, I, and that is very freeing 
be and and it's like and it's so this is not just me grin and bearing submission mm-hmm. grin and bearing shutting my mouth oh no it is a glorious beautiful soaring with god that every seed i sow where i say yes i will submit that to the lord i will submit my right i will rejoice or what about long suffering with joy? What are these uh, concepts in this day and age when it's all about, I feel I should communicate that that made me feel unloved or whatever. And I'm not saying it's fine to communicate, but sometimes we can over communicate when God's saying, just give that as worship to me. Just give that, that just let it roll off your back. Because if I want to be a victim, oh, I can be a victim. But if I can believe or know that there is grace to not be bothered by everything that would could bother us as wives but if i i it's like i could go either way i Mm -hmm. on a drop of a hat i can i can give you a list of why i'm a victim but on the other side of the coin one glance at jesus one turn of my heart to this glorious inheritance to Mm -hmm. soar in my marriage and honor the lord it's all the position of the heart and faith that God called us to have a joyful marriage as we submit to our husbands as unto the Lord. And there's so much freedom in that. Oh, joy. That's, that's just, that's beautiful. That is so awesome. And, and I, I can just picture being in those moments. And then I've had times where I've had victory in that moment and being in the Lord's presence. It's so it's freeing. It's almost like, okay, I can do this. Let's do this again. Like, oh, I can, so true. Right? but then you think, but then there's those times where it's almost like you have this mental idea of thinking when I do it God's way, I'm going to coast and it's going to be easy, but I'm going to tell you it's hard. It is, yeah. it is hard to die to yourself. Yeah. Sometimes it even feels like physically hard. Like yes. your oh, gut yes. hurts. You, yes. you were sad. Um, I mean, there was, all the emotions you can feel yeah. depressed, your heart. I was even reading in, uh, was it Nehemiah last night? And he was talking about my heart is saddened in one version talks. It says it was depressed. Okay. So these are, these are emotions that people have dealt with for always. It's not just a new revelation that is going yeah. on here, but, yeah. and th- we deal with these physically things. And he's saying, like you said, it's a, it's a, it's like a sacrifice of praise. It's, yeah. it's not, you don't praise just because you feel like singing. You praise be, that sacrifice means it's hard. It's not That's easy. Right. Sacrifice. Right. And, and then it becomes, uh, and when we read the word and we understand what he's talking about biblically, it becomes, he says in one uh, verse, it, it, he desires obedience more than sacrifice. So, you know, the sacrifice is almost like, in my mind, it's, I'm thinking it's like dying to that flesh. Okay. I'm, right. sac- I'm killing this, this flesh nature, but right. as you start walking in that, it becomes um, like ob- obedience and um, almost, I don't want to say second nature because we still walk in the flesh, but well, hey, but you know what? We walk in the spirit. That's right. how he speaks to us. Like you said, yes. it's natural to be right. supernatural. Uh, amen. That's awesome. Yes. And so when we become 
more mature believers and we become accustomed to hearing from the Holy Spirit and responding quickly to the Lord's promptings, you that like you said, that natural become that supernatural him working through us becomes more and more. That's why Paul was saying, like, I don't really sin anymore. Like, that's not who I that's not part of who I am. Like, I don't identify with that. Right. Right. And that's that's for that's that's for a new believer and a mature believer and everyone in between. Because we we always, you know, we can have this feeling like I got to get closer to God. I got to mature. And he does have his process of maturing. But it's very cool to think that the simplicity of the gospel is faith. Believe on him. But we make it all, we bog ourselves down by putting ourselves under the law. And like, I feel, you know, like I need to be more, even like I should be more submissive. I should be more this. I should be. And it's what it's doing. It's like by the flesh, we're trying to put to death the deeds of the flesh. But the Holy Spirit is is the anointing oil to help us die like he's it's the anesthesia um so if we're just grin and bearing and dying to our flesh and not partaking of the heavenly banqueting table that's set before us every day then we're missing out on the intimacy hello it's a picture of marriage well isn't it supposed to be bliss (laughs) what is this picture of we're just you know, it's a picture well, like we must when, live from that place of intimacy with the Lord. So if we are what, so when we are wrapped up in, you know, looking at these, uh, help me be a better wife books and I'm, I'm not trying to knock anything, but when we right. focus so much on those things, what it, be, it becomes works, works, works. And that is like a lie, uh, uh that the enemy often speaks to the church going, you got to do all this to get to God. You got to do all this to be a good Christian. And that is not how it is as Jesus died for us. It's not our works. Our works are, are, but filthy rags compared to his, right? What was that scripture? I'm, I'm, but, yeah, you I, said it. That, right, our, that his righteousness. Our righteousness is as our filthy rags. Is, but, thank you. I'm sorry. Our righteousness is but filthy rags. But so we don't earn anything from Jesus. He right. gave it all to us. We, we receive it. And with marriage, mm. you know, that's this picture of Christ in the church. So we are not, so for us to continue laboring in the flesh and leaving God out of it and not having him flow through us, we're not any different than being in the church and just constantly being involved in everything and having no relationship with Jesus Christ whatsoever. It's the same picture. And right. so we need to have you need that triangle. You need to have Jesus. Uh, you need to have God right in the center. And he's, he's the head. He's the center. And when you, when he's number one in your own life, it, it literally flows from there. Uh, because yeah. when, if you are in love with Jesus and he is, you are looking to him, like you're saying, joy, you're in bed and you're looking to Jesus. You're going to bless your husband. You're going to have peace in your life. Your children are watching how you operate, your children are going to be blessed. And when we submit to our husband, we're saying to him, I trust you and I honor you and who you are, your God-given role. And then, you know, men want to feel respect and they want, uh, they want us to feel that they respect our, we respect their choices and that we honor them, you know, and, and when they feel as if they failed us, 
it hurts the connection in our marriage and, and they'll often they'll withdraw. And you know what though, we, we have an influence in our husband's lives and, and we don't want to discourage them because we don't want their relationship with Jesus to hurt. And so it's, it's all connected, you know, and it really, it undermines the marriage covenant and leaves an emptiness when there's selfishness and that dying to self, what he talks about in Colossians, three uh is it, it really is like the core of where you start it's not about you and if i could jump to colossians uh 12 uh it, it it's talking about putting on the new the new self it, we're believers who we are in christ and he says as god's own chosen people who are holy and set apart and sanctified for his purpose as well beloved by god himself put on a heart of compassion kindness humility gentleness, patience, that has a power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper, bearing graciously with one another and willingly forgiving each other. And he goes on to put... That's beautiful. Right. And so he said, put on that perfect bond of unity. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, when I read that, it's so easy to go, I cannot, I can't do that. Like, I'm not, but we don't, we surrender. Right. Right. And I love how you put it very practically because sometimes we can read God's word and we get this ideal of that's really great. I want to be like that. I want to do that. And then we get faced with an opportunity to practice what we're hearing. Right. Right. And, and we don't know how to put it. We don't know how to do it. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so now what? Okay. I believe it. I believe God's word's true. I want to be this. So, so how do I do it? And I, I love how you shared that you know what? Sometimes it might be through tears, but we look to Jesus, you read his word. Um, You, uh, I remember you and your sister are very musical and you had told me sometimes just praise and and worship. Oh yes. I was going to say that is one of the keys because sometimes we feel like, oh, Oh, to be so in tune with the Lord, we'll have to wake up early before our kids and and we, you know, we have to read the Bible every day, set our time aside to pray. And yes, those are great things. Mm-hmm. But we miss out on the, we miss out on the, uh, on the actual second by second of our day, the, the what we're mostly involved with, we do taking care of our children or taking care of our husbands or whatever is before us, mm-hmm. moment by moment. Are we worrying? Are we having cares, the cares of the world? We, the Bible says like we're unfruitful because of cares. This is on a very basic level what the whole world struggles with is what is on our plate? What's on our heart? What are we, what are our cares? Well, they make us unfruitful. So like very, uh, for me on a very simple level, there's a few verses that are my go-to scripture that I meditate on throughout the day, um, which is be anxious for nothing. Mm-hmm. Can we say it again and say it to yourself a hundred times and believe it? Be like actually just saying that out loud is your deliverance in that moment. And then then you it helps your marriage because now you're not putting your worry on your husband. Wow. Be anxious for nothing. I Bam. love that. Right nothing. there. Yeah, but it in doesn't everything. Leave, 
in yeah, that everything. doesn't give accept this, this, and this, right? Oh, no. No. It's sin. Worry is sin. Okay. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> it's really good to know because the Bible says that the carnal, the carnal mind is the enemy of God and it leads to death. But we just kind of coexist, you know, with worry or we don't really take it seriously. Well, I need to take that seriously. Worry is from the pit of hell. It may be a natural care, but I will not worry in Jesus' name. Amen. And I, it may take me. I, I There are times I can remember 10 years ago being gripped with fear um, and, and anxiety about certain people in my life. And I would just, I would cling to that scripture. That's how I memorized it because I was full of fear. That's how he uses Amen. what we're struggling with to deliver us from it when we trust him. And so that's where, that's how I had to say it a hundred times awesome. a day until the spirit of fear left me. I, I will be, yep. a, I'm anxious for nothing in everything through prayer with supplication, with Thanksgiving. And that was the other thing, Thanksgiving. I, um, I remember a time where I could trace every funk, I would call it a funk, every funk that I was in, I could trace back to my first unthankful thought, uh. the tiny thought. Oh, I feel I'm not my worst. I'm not being noticed. Oh, I do everything. I do so much. Whatever the thought is, usually it can trace back to your first unthankful thought. Isn't it amazing how the enemy does that? He, it can start with one thought and you start feeding that Snowball. thought. It goes from one to another. Next thing you know, you're mad at your husband for everything he did since you started dating. It's unbelievable. That's right. That's it's right. like, I'm going, and, and in first Corinthians 13, the love chapter, it talks about, but love holds no record of wrongs. I'm like, well then, and I forgave him and I left it go. Then why does it keep coming up in my head? Well, cause the enemy, our mind is his, te- is where he tries to get us. Cause once we can accept the thought, it becomes, you know, it can come out our mouth, it becomes an action, words come, it's all connected. But he wants to attack our minds, which is why we want to set our minds on the things of God and by reading his word. And what you're saying, meditate on the, the word of God. Yeah. Speak, yeah. speak it. And you're using yeah. it just like he said, as a sword. Oh, right? yeah. The, the, it's the word of God. That's our, our armor. This is, yeah. you're, you're wielding that sword, the word of God saying, I'm not having that thought. Yes. And, and by thinking about that, I love the eggs in the basket. I'm never going to forget that analogy. I think it's <laughs> awesome. But the truth is, though, you are saying, okay, here's all my anxious thoughts. Here are all my worries, Lord. And you gave it all to him. Yes. Yes. And every day they can come right back knocking on your door. And every day, that's why Paul said, I die daily. I am cru- every, every day I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And that's the other thing. Some I've, At times I have felt like the victim and just carrying, we, we, we say we're carrying our cross, carrying our cross. But Jesus did not carry his cross forever. He died on the cross and then he experienced resurrection life. So like mm-hmm. sometimes we can just, you know, we be, um, we're obedient, but yet we're not partaking of the resurrection life. And so we're just stale in our marriage, stale in our life. And it's being childlike. Uh, like I said, no worry, Thanksgiving, but that, and then opening our mouth and singing. And I just, uh, a few days ago, I was offended. I woke up offended and I like did the best I could not to open my mouth, but I still was kind of miserable. Um, and in the kitchen, I'm just singing and dancing with the babies, two babies, maybe they're screaming, maybe they're not. I can't remember, 
But in in a moment, in a moment, I didn't even have to think twice about holding my tongue, nothing like that. I was soaring with the Lord in, in love, soaring in the love of God while I'm doing the dishes, feeding twins and doing everything else. I'm suddenly soaring. Is it because I'm, I, I, read my Bible that morning? No, it isn't. It's because I am shouting Thanksgiving to the Lord while I'm, I'm changing a poopy diaper. And it is, it is, it is everything. (laughs) That is, do you know what the Lord just put on my heart was a lot of people's countenance, even strong, mature Christians is not joyful because even they feel such condemnation, you're not praying enough. You're not reading the word of God enough. You're not studying yeah. enough. You're not outreaching. Yeah. You're not doing enough outreach. You're then if you do, yeah. you're not still enough. You know, it's like oh it my gosh. doesn't end. And I yes, this is why this is my like anthem because that's how I'm wired. And I was raised in church. I've always been a good girl with my quotation marks. Okay, so like I it was. It was, that was like, oh, should I, should I just start asking? I didn't start praising. Should I just start um, this? I didn't do that. How can I just be full of the joy of the Lord? I just screamed. I have, I had the, I had an excuse. Mm-hmm. And I, it was like a pecking. Every single thought, everything I did was yes. second guessing myself. And then it was like, uh, um, I wrote in my journal, this is, and um years ago, like God's telling me, I, I love the way you approach me. I love the way you grope for me. You're it's, there's no right or wrong way. Just, and I, he just started unraveling me and freedom is pretty nice. Freedom is freeing. <laughs> it, yeah, it's awesome. It is. You know, I was, uh, it was right before you mentioned the scripture, don't be anxious, right? I had actually just turned to Philippians chapter four because um, that's where it is. Oop, dilution. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. It says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, right? Well, the verse after that, Philippians uh, four, seven says, and then, and the peace of God, that, mm. which reassures the heart, my, I have the Amplified, and that peace that transcends all understanding stands guard over your hearts and your minds. So that surrender, right? Giving it all to God, not letting your venting to your husband, venting to some, right? Yeah. But rather surrendering it to the Lord Mm -hmm. and then brings you peace. That's, That's what we're right. looking for. People, that word vent in my, it has become like a, a yucky word in my ears. Like it just always seems to be covering up uh, when you're probably not supposed to be saying something, right? right I'm just right. venting. But the, the, you know what? If you want to vent, vent to the Lord. Yeah. And, but that's casting your cares. And then he, he in exchange takes that and gives us peace. That's what we're looking for anyways. Oh, yes. Yes. He will <laughs> keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on yeah, him um, who yeah, trusts yeah. him and that that a lot that's really the bottom line who trusts him when you are trusting jesus with your very life and every single detail in it mm-hmm. and you're putting your mind on jesus it, there's perfect peace but that's another verse i've said a hundred times till i received awesome. the impartation of peace <laughs> that's awesome but you're believing god you know that he's going to come through you know, and then for yeah. those who, um, for women who 
may not have a husband uh, that's a believer. In 1 Corinthians 7, 14, it says, for the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. So just continue, we want, you know, believe in God and continue pressing into the Lord. And that that's the best, I guess, encouragement I could give to somebody who's dealing, and the Lord, um, who's dealing with something, the Lord knows what everyone is going through. He's a very, he's very personal and he yeah. wants to hear our hearts. I love how you said that. Now, Joy, let me ask you, when you, um, with, with a busy family, do you journal? Do you, do you talk to the Lord? Is it, do you have, I have, I have my, I have a book that I've been journaling in for years, but it's hit or miss. It's more like when God hits me over the head with something, I write it down. And it, it's usually a scripture because that's, uh, it, it delivers the word of God has delivered me and keeps delivering me. So I do, I, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but. Um, I love what you shared because I find it uh, freeing hearing it myself and I know other people will too, because so often um, in our seeking to, to please the Lord and to live these lives that we want to live to honor the Lord and, and to bring him glory and to, to work and, and further the kingdom, we tend to get, uh, I think, caught up in the works. And yeah. what you're saying, it's, it's really, it's very freeing. When we're operating in that freedom, like in that spirit, the Holy Spirit working through us, it take, that, it's burden removing. What does he say? It's oh, burden yeah. removing, yoke destroying. Yeah. It's yeah. the power of God living through us. Yes. Um, yes. And- he says, he, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. go ahead. No. He says, this is the work that I require of you to believe. Whoa. Like, let, let's just, whoa. I believe you got my marriage. I believe you got my kids. Amen. So we were, we want to, I mean, we want to, we'd rather read a book on how to get our marriage better or how to get our kids better or how to be, than, than to just trust, than just, just trust him just to, or to have the Holy spirit be our counselor. And there's nothing wrong with counselors or reading books. I've read them myself. It's wonderful, but it's, he's the simplicity of Jesus. And like another scripture that is just life giving to me is we're talking about reigning in our marriage. I mean, who would not to reign in your marriage or to reign in life is, is, terrain. I mean, it's, it's just beautiful. And the scripture says, like, if I was, if you were to ask me in my natural mind, how would you reign in your marriage? Well, I would have to tell you the list of all the perfect things I'd have to do to reign in my marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is the keys that Jesus says that the word says, um, those who receive abundance of grace. Whoa. Hello. Right. (laughs) Those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life. And that puts an end to all works. But it says, basically, be the best receiver you can be because nothing you have, you don't have anything that you didn't receive anyway. Right. Oh, that's that is so powerful. Because, And I'm thinking just how contrary it is to what the world is saying and what the what society it's all about you know how you feel and about you and be the best you and um and it's about what you can do and how you can change things and it's it's not it's about what he already did 
Yes. It's <laughs> done. And how yeah. great, how great is that? Any mom, any wife who, who finishes a task and it's, it's done. It's a good feeling, right? So yeah. I mean, yeah. this is huge that we, that I feel such a, a, a lightness, even after hearing and just having this conversation with you yes. and hearing what you have to say and just receiving that because yeah. God, the Lord, he wants us to have successful marriages. And I believe what God's word says when he's talking about um, husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Wives submit to your husband. He's saying, look, I, I created it to work, um, to work a certain way. If you look to the Lord, as he's the designer, he knows how it's going to work best. And what he's saying is this is because I'm giving this world a picture of, of, of uh, the Christ in the church. So yeah. I, you know, and that eternity mindset. So we've talked about how to very practically um, work through hard moments and yeah. how to have a biblical response. But yeah. the, to answer the why is because we're, we are gifted with this opportunity to point people to Jesus and to yeah. be a reflection of Christ in the church. And if you, if we ask ourselves, is my marriage doing that successfully? That's a hard, that's a hard answer. That's hard to answer that one. Really, honestly, a lot of us, I mean, I kind of struggle with that. Am I, do what I want people to look at my marriage and say, I am a perfect picture of, of Christ in the church. And I, I, I'd say no. I have, but um, that's because I know my, fa I look at myself and I think of all my inadequacies, but when I, when I look back um, to what God's word says, and I am a vessel that he is working through, the Holy Spirit is living through and working through me and I walk in forgiveness and I, and he's forgiving me. I forgive my husband. You know what? Maybe I should, we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves and like we were talking about earlier in the conversation and go down that road of accuse, um, listening to the accuser. Um, right. Because it's really what Jesus says about us. And he says, you're clean. You're, you are seated in heavenly places. Uh, you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Like, I, and it's so easy. I guess I was just trying to, yeah, I was trying to be transparent where I, it's so easy to, when you hear that question to say, no, I don't measure up, you know? know and the truth is, I don't even want to ask myself. Right. You don't. I have to say but we I, think I, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we think about it, but then what, when we I read can only see myself through the eyes of God. And I don't even want to see myself through my own eyes. I, I mean, I, it, 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 anything else is depressing. But you, know, right? but you know what? That, like what you're saying, but that's part of the gift that we receive. We yes. get to look through that lens from now yeah, on. That's it. Yes. Right? And that's yes. the, we're going to look through our, we're going to have the lens of love that the Lord has gifted us with. And we're going to look at ourselves through that. And we're going to look at our husbands that. Yes. through that. Yes, right? exactly. And, and if, and so let's pray together and, yes. and just believe that um, and ask the Holy spirit to remind us to, to operate um, through this, through his grace and his mercy that he has so richly given us that I'm just overwhelmed right now in realizing the the depths of his love and that I get to live like this because wow. it almost doesn't feel 
of course it doesn't feel that way. And that's what we're saying is the word of God is not human feelings. It's, it's, it's truth. Yes. And that, that's our plumb line. And that's oh, what our yeah. feelings need to measure up to is his truth. Right. right. For those of, I don't, for, and like, I will be 50 this year. So I'm in full blown menopause. I really do, do not need to listen to my feelings. Like I've got to, and I'm sure a lot of women, you know what, who cares about the age when you have women, whether we're young women, our bodies are changing, oh, we just yeah. had babies. Our, our bodies are constantly um, giving us all kinds of feelings and emotions. So yeah. we, need, we're, we need to be grounded in God's word and yes. let that be our plumb line. And yes. um, Joy, would you be so, would you, would you pray? Would you close us with? Sure. Okay. sure. And do you mind if I say one more thing? Oh Dawn? yeah. No, yeah. Um, um, as far as the concept of submission, I, I just want to say this, this story in the Bible where Jesus, uh, it's at the woman at, it's, he's at the well speaking to the woman at the well who has a lot of sin in her life. And he asks her for a cup of water and she, he, and, um, and then, yeah, she, he asks her for a cup of water and he says, I don't have anything to get the water in, or I don't have, I'm not equipped or, and you, why are you even talking to me? And then Jesus says, if you knew who is asking you for the water, you would be asking me and I would be giving you living water. And I feel like that is really key in every, anything we feel like God is requiring of us. If it's submission, uh, where now we feel like we have to drum up submission because it never feels easy. It, our flesh is always thinking, you know, but if whatever he's asking of us, he has provided an inheritance for us to step into to give to do it if that makes sense uh, so yes it's not drumming up submission it's like jesus said ask me i'll give you the submission Amen. i'll give you i've already paid the price it's your inheritance so almost like feel uh, see yourself being clothed like yes. esther like a queen in royalty and step into submission by faith rather than just grin and bearing it but I, I i i that has been helpful to me is to understand this huge inheritance that he enables us to walk the yes. christian life otherwise well, it's impossible you're right yeah I, i've often thought of us as like an empty cup and we're the cup but it's what is in it that's going to quench that thirst he is what we then pour out as yes. a cup or drink yes. And yes. in, in Colossians 3.12, it says to, to uh, clothe yourselves, therefore, as God's own chosen ones, his own handpicked representatives. And it says to put on in, in, chap in uh, verses 12 through 15, it says to put on compassion, kindness, forgiveness, yes. unselfish yes. love, yes. humility, gentleness. I patience, receive it. Right? I receive it. <laughs> and you know what I think of it is like we don't get dressed once in our life and then we never put clothes right. on again. We have That's to be right. redress every, isn't yes. it very, there, there is nothing that you cannot draw a spiritual parallel to God designed us to operate in a way that always points back to him. And I'm, you may think this is a stretch, but I mean, think about it. We get dressed, of once, course. right. And we have to put on our own outfit. If I want to wear a dress, it's not going to just jump on me. I have to right. make an effort to put it on. And it's, right. it's not any different for our spirit. We have to 
choose to redress. Now, again, it sounds like works, but the way we do it is by, it's through surrender. It's by acknowledging right. the fact. Surrender. Surrender. It, yield. It is. It's surrender. I love it's that. Yield. Yeah. It's, it's acknowledging the fact I'm this empty, like Holy Spirit live through me. Like That's I want right. to have these attributes. I want to have a heart of compassion for my husband. I want yes. to have kindness. Here's something I, I, to air my, to be transparent. Uh, I had like back pain where it was like this. Um, you can never communicate. It was like that immobilizing kind of like if you move wrong, it really hurt. And you can never communicate to someone like how much it hurts. Right. I mean, some of right, us just right. tough it out. And so then people really don't think it's that bad. Right. Right. And then my husband this week, something happened to his back and on my insides, I'm like, and he was really miserable and I know what it feels like. Right. Was, and, and I thought, wow, you know, I know what this feels like. It's awful. It hurts. But there is this little ugly part of me that thought he does not think that my back hurt as much as his does. I, you right. know, and I thought, right. I just want, I was like, I'm like, really, Dawn, does it really matter? Like, but the, I'm telling you, the enemy will give you an opportunity to be ugly every chance he gets, you know? Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. So, right. And so it easily, and you know what? Maybe he doesn't think that my back hurt as much as it does. It yeah. matter. Does yes. it really? But how am I going to, am I going to honor God? by being like, well, you didn't recognize my, me as much as I want you to, or is it going to honor the Lord to, to love him and have empathy and compassion? So we, we honor God by honoring our husband. That's what the position is. It's not, let me lay down on the ground so you can walk over. That's right. All over me. It's not, it's not that. And, um, he, he says he'll be, our, our husbands will be won over by the way we have a, a gentle spirit, not by us yeah. insisting on our own way. Yes. And uh, so I, I Amen. Believe, yeah, it's, it's not like, again, I, I know I'm, I'm maybe, uh, saying here we need to have this, this, but it is truly, like we said, it's a uh, surrender to the Holy Spirit that he works through us, flows yes. through us. Yes. And how freeing is that? Because that takes all the pressure off of us. Yes. Because we can't do it, right? Yes, that's so right. This, yeah, he is, God is so good. He does. And so the, the truth is for all of these things, whether we're studying about love or mm-hmm. marriage or child rearing, or I mean, list is endless. It, it, the bottom line is we need him. That's right. And he, and he, <laughs> he, just, requ- he just wants us to trust him. Amen. It's that's awesome. Oh, Joy, I'm so encouraged. I believe a lot of people will be. Um, This is something that um, is on our heart, and that I know this is the Lord's heart. And you can hear we're we're living this. We're married women, and it's and we're human, and and we just every day we just want to to serve the Lord, and we want to teach other women that how to how to do it, and to forgive yourself. And trust Jesus Christ. Yes. Fill you yes. Right to overflowing. That's awesome. Amen. Yes. Joy, I love gonna... Can I pray for the lady? Can I pray yes. for the women yes. listening? Yes, please, Joy. That'd be great. And we will have Joy back on here again. Okay. So I'd love to be. Amen. I'm honored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm just gonna ask you, ladies, just to open your heart like a like a sponge to Jesus. Just breathe him in. And I just pray the rest of God 
over you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the power of repentance. Repentance is powerful to say, Lord, for, I repent for living in my own strength. I repent for whining to my husband. I repent for worrying. And then then step into the freedom of forgiveness, a glorious freedom of forgiveness. Right now, Lord, I thank you that you are, you are speaking that over to women, breaking off shame, breaking off regret, breaking off feeling unworthy, breaking off self-hatred in the name of Jesus, sorrow and depression, just go in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for the joy of the Lord is our strength. I thank you for a baptism of joy for these women of God, the pillars in their home. They are, they have authority in their, in, in their home to build their house up as they praise you and thank you. So Lord, I just thank you for the grace that you've given us as women, Lord, that we would see the mantle of uh, that that you've put on us of a of a quiet and meek spirit of a joyful heart and we receive it by faith in Jesus name and lord i thank you that for just breakthrough in our marriage i thank you that you cause us to submit with joy in the name of Jesus we bless our husbands thank you for dawn i thank you for the women who are yet to hear this this podcast lord thank you that even the women listening will share with other other women and encourage them that you are you lift us moms our uh, us wives you lift our heads up you lift our heads up and you open our mouths to speak to other women about what you're doing in our homes in our lives that you're getting the glory through our weakness you get much glory and we just thank you for that in Jesus name amen 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 glory to god Joy, thank you so much for being on here with us today. And Thanks for I, having me. This is powerful. This is awesome. We are going to get together again and continue our conversation regarding marriage and probably children at one point. Joy has 11, right? Yeah. And yeah. I have seven. Yeah. So between the two of us, we have 18, 18 <laughs> kids. So <laughs> maybe, we, maybe the Lord can use us to help with some uh, that, would be that, awesome. that talk. All right. Well, yes. God bless. Thank you for being on here, Joy. We'll have you back real soon. Okay. Love, Love you. you. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye.